0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Leto. I got a crazy story out of Georgia, and I can explain to you what's happening, but that doesn't forgive what's happening. So Fred, sent a thanks from WSBTV.com, and Justin Gray, who does great consumer work. I keep seeing his name pop up on these stories out of uh, the Atlanta area. Company repossessing cars bought at closed dealership. Car owners say they've never heard of them. So you buy a car from a dealership. You're making payments on the car. Someone comes along and reposes the car and says, oh, you didn't make the payments properly. And you go, who are you? I bought the car from somebody else. Oh, we took over their business. You were supposed to be paying us. But if you've never heard of them, there's a disconnect. And that's a problem. So a man was left confused after a wrecker showed up at his job and repossessed the car. He'd been making payments on for years. He says he'd never heard of the company until they repossessed his Hyundai Genesis that he bought from U.S. Auto Sales. And apparently this all begins with U.S. Auto Sales. I made the payments every month for three years. Now I don't have a car, he told Consumer Investigator Justin Gray at Channel 2. Now Channel 2 Action News has been reporting for months on problems customers have had since Metro Atlanta-based U.S. Auto Sales abruptly closed their 39 locations earlier this year. 39 locations, out of business, belly up back in April. So Gray reported in August how federal regulators have filed a lawsuit against them, alleging improper charges and wrongful repos. Now, this man says he's been trying to keep uh, paying his bills even after U.S. auto sales shut down. And he says you call the phone number and no one picks up. Now, a company called Westlake Portfolio is servicing the loans. The man says it was only after the car was repossessed, that he learned that Westlake was sending his bills to some other address he'd never heard of. They claim it was sent to James, Georgia, which is on the other side of Macon. And I asked him, where'd they get the address? And he said, that's the address U.S. Auto gave them. Now, Channel 2 Action News introduced you to another person involved in the story who got a court order from a Fulton County Superior Court judge rescinding her contract with U.S. Auto and ordering them to pay her more than $3,000. Now, in this case, referring to the guy whose car got repossessed, uh, excuse me, and in that case, her car had been repossessed and they won't return it. So she says, my contract is voided. I physically do not have a contract with U.S. Auto Sales. I never had a contract with Westlake Portfolio. For whatever reason, they would not return my vehicle. They're still asking me to pay on a vehicle that's been repoed. And there's a court order. So, now, Westlake said in a statement when they took over servicing the loans, we are committed to making this transition as seamless as possible for all customers of U.S. auto sales. Uh, Meanwhile, the guy says he's not only out the thousands of dollars paid for the car, his credit is now ruined. Now, when I had to go to a car dealership to try to get another car, they say, I need a co-signer. Man's 66 years old. Who wants to co-sign with a 66-year-old guy, he asks, nobody. The most recent communication that um, the woman received from Westlake had her address but another customer's name and account number. So it appears they got some very, very bad information. And meanwhile, Channel 2 asked Westlake for some answers but never got any. The Attorney General's office does have an open investigation, tells Channel 2 Action News they want customers who are having problems to reach out to them and file an official complaint. So if you bought a car from U.S. Auto Sales that was financed through U.S. Auto Sales and you're having any issues whatsoever... Go visit the Georgia Attorney General's office and file a complaint. Now, I need to explain to you what's happening because some people are going to say, Steve, I don't understand any of this. (laughs) I don't blame you. If you go into a car dealership, you are the consumer. You are the buyer. I'm going to make this as simple as possible. You're the buyer. You walk into a car dealership, they are the seller. Okay? Seller sells you a car. You are a buyer. Buyer Buyer-seller transaction. Buy-sell. Typical transaction is I walk into a place that sells things, widgets. I say, how much for your widget? You go $100. I hand you a $100 bill. You hand me a widget. That is a completed sales transaction. We go our separate ways. You now have $100. I now legally own the widget, presuming you owned it to begin with. <laughs> Let's not go there. However, if I go into a dealership and cannot afford to buy from you what you are selling, but you still want to sell it to me, you can do what's called a purchase money security interest sale where you'll say, I will let you take this car and possess this car while you make payments to me. And the car will remain the collateral on the contract so that if you ever miss a payment, I can retake the collateral on the loan. Also called a retail installment sales contract if, in fact, we do this over a period of time. Most typical one is I say I want to buy a car from you. It's going to cost $10,000. You say, okay, how much can you afford to pay me? I say I can pay you 250 bucks a month. You say, okay, you pay me 250 bucks a month for however many months plus the interest. Once that gets to the end, I give you a lien termination statement, which will take the lien off the title. You will then own the car free and clear. In the meantime, depending on the state, the car might be titled to you, but showing them as a lien holder. You go, okay, Steve, I understand all this. Now, here's what gets tricky. Most people don't catch the fact that you go into a car dealership and buy a car on an installment sales contract like that. Quite often it says, you, the buyer, are buying the car from us, the seller. We are lending you the money. You will make payments to us. However, we have the right to assign this title to a third-party lender. Now, buyer, seller, lender. And the contract will say right in it that they have the right to do that. So if you read it carefully... It'll say that. They'll say, Steve, I went into a Ford dealership, and I bought a vehicle, red carpet, whatever, through Ford Motor Credit. The documents were all Ford Motor Credit. Yeah, they were. Did you read them? Because quite often it says, we, the seller, are selling you this car financed through Ford Motor Credit. But it'll say that's assuming that Ford Motor Credit accepts the assignment. Now, more often than not, they will call and get a pre-approval so they know it's probably a done deal. But a lot of the lesser car dealers, the used car lots, the B-lots, your your buy-your-pay-your places, if if, if they don't do their own financing completely, will often say, we'll just do this and then we'll find you somebody who will pick up the paper. So what will happen is they will complete this transaction with you and then they will assign the loan to somebody else. They'll often it as assigning the paper. They'll assign the paper to someone else. If that assignment fails for any reason doesn't mean that the purchase didn't happen. The purchase still happened. It's just that the assignment of the third-party lending failed. So it reverts back to the original seller. I've had situations before where my client went into a dealership, bought a car. They said, we're going to assign the paper. They assigned the paper to somebody else, and the lender goes, we don't like this loan. You guys never called us to approve this loan. We don't want this loan. And they gave the paper back to the dealer. Dealer calls up my client and goes, bring the car back. My client goes, Why? Uh, bank doesn't want your loan. Too bad you sold me the car. Client's sitting in my office showing me the paper, and I go, well, look at the paper. It says right here, you're buying the car from us. We're lending you the money. We'll assign this to somebody else. But it doesn't say if that assignment fails, you bring the car back. It didn't say that. All it said was we have the right to assign the paper to somebody else. If that assignment fails, tough. You're now financing my client's car. My client goes, what do I do? I go, make payments to the dealership. So my client starts making payments to dealership. <laughs> They've got to take his money. Of course, what do they do? They repossess his car because the assignment failed. And believe it or not, the first article I ever did for Jalopnik that went insane was on this exact story because a lot of people don't understand how this all works. Remember, buyer, seller, bank, or buyer, seller, lender. And this transaction between the buyer and the seller is a purchase. The Transfer of the loan is an assignment. If that assignment fails between the seller and the lender, it does not affect the purchase between the buyer and the seller. And I've encountered attorneys who didn't understand that. But if you think of it just simply as those three parties, right? Buyer, seller, lender. And the lender will eventually have a relationship with the buyer if the assignment works. And it usually does but it doesn't always. So getting back to the situation here with the uh, portfolio company in Georgia, apparently U.S. auto sales went out of business. This is the international sign for out of business, also belly up. And when they went out of business, they presumably had some assets. I'm guessing they probably had some inventory and they had a bunch of paper. And by paper, I mean they had loans that were outstanding that had collateral on them, which gave them value. So apparently, they reassigned all of this paper to this portfolio company. And I have not seen any of the contracts, but I suspect the contracts, if they're like every other contract I've seen, says they have the right to do that. And by the way, these companies can actually reassign the paper sometimes if they want to as well. Many people's mortgages know this. You mortgage with one company, and a month later, you get a note saying, we've sold your mortgage. Now send your payments over here. If your terms stay the same, they're often allowed to do that. But with a car, it doesn't happen as often. But here you've got a dealership chain that went belly up. Again, belly up. (laughs) And one of the things they had that had value was all of these outstanding loans on vehicles that were collateral on the loans. That's money. So they apparently sold that to somebody, but they screwed up by not giving the proper information. These things happen when you wind up a business. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you got your car repoed wrongfully in Georgia, you've got a great cause of action against the company that repoed it. Great cause of action. The question is, can you find an attorney who will take it easily, because this is not an area of law that a lot of attorneys deal with, or whether you just go to the attorney general's office. But it sounds like the AG has jumped on this one. So in that case, I'd call the AG if I were you in this situation. So it's U.S. Auto Sales and uh, Westlake Portfolio Management is the company that's involved here. And again, if you're making payments to somebody and you're following the instructions that you were given at the time, you should be good. So they repoed your car, that would be bad. So, Fred, thanks for sending from WSBTV.com. And um, Justin Gray, doing the great work there. Uh, company repossessing cars, bought it closed. Dealership and car owners say they've never heard of them, and that's a problem. Questions comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Bad decisions make good stories.